Welcome again to another session of Explore the Bible series. We're in the book of Philemon. In fact, uh, there will only be one lesson out of the book of Philemon. Philemon is the smallest, shortest book in the New Testament, only has one chapter. So I'm not going to be referring to chapter one. I'll just refer to verses uh, 8 through 21 in Philemon, the theme of Today's lesson is believers forgive others since they too have been forgiven. So verse 17 of Philemon says, So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. And he's talking to Philemon and referring to Onesimus. So as we look at verses 8 to 21, you'll, you'll notice the examples of restoration that are featured in this passage and the arguments for restoration are mentioned as well. I read about John Spencer for 50 years. This North Carolina veteran lived with the stigma of an other than honorable discharge. Uh, Along with the shame that Spencer felt, his discharge status left him. It also made him left him unable to access military health care and other benefits. John Brooker, director of Military and Veterans Law Clinic at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, heard about Spencer's story and Brooker and his law students examine health and military records, which uh, eventually led to an appeal that found no serious misconduct conduct on behalf of Spencer and no valid reason for the type of discharge he had received. Spencer's records were upgraded to honorable discharge, making him eligible for benefits. He was awarded, after that fact, the Purple Heart, the Combat Infantryman Badge, and the Vietnam Gallantry Cross. So think about a time maybe in your life when uh, we were put in a position of being asked to forgive an offense and we had to weigh uh, the situation. You'll notice if you received this link through an email that I've also included a link to an overview of the book of Philippian. It's a Bible project overview, and it's about a seven, eight-minute overview you might want to listen to as well. Philemon is a case study in asking for forgiveness. Uh, It was delivered in the context of a spiritual father who wanted to see his sons in the faith exercise their respective responsibilities to make amends and to forgive. So looking at the book of Philemon, the The context of this book, as I mentioned, it's the shortest New Testament of the New Testament letters, speaks primarily of an individual named Philemon. Uh, The the address was enlarged uh, to mention a family and a house church. Interpreters assume that Aphria, uh, uh, termed as our sister and Akifrius, termed as our fellow brother, were husband 
and wife. Uh, others allowed that Appia, Athia was Philemon's wife and Acrifius being their son. However, Philemon likely provided the, the meeting place for the Colossians church, referred to in verse 2 as the church that meets in your home, uh, in which your is singular, suggested uh, he was prosperous enough uh, to own servants and to have a large house or a house large enough to be a Christian gathering place. After the standard opening to the letter, verses 1 through 3, Paul elaborated on his feelings about his friends, his awareness of their love and faith was cause for Paul's gratitude to God. In expressing that appreciation, Paul narrowed his focus to Philemon, referred to as a Christian brother and a source of refreshing the hearts of his of the saints. From this point, Paul's letter was uh, directed to Philemon. Just as others had been refreshed through Philemon, Paul wanted him to do yet another loving act that would inspire others. We see that in verses 4 through 7. The apostle explained that he was sending Onesimus, a servant who had run away, He's sending him back to Philemon. Without giving details, Paul explained that through his contact with Onesimus, the slave had become a believer. Uh, Paul's simple description was, I became his father while I was in chains. This rebellious slave who had become useless was now useful both to Paul and to Philemon. Paul explained that his personal desire was to have Onesimus remain with him as a helper in his imprisonment. Uh, the heart of the matter for Paul was that the period of the servant's absence from his master was but a prelude to Philemon's getting him back permanently, not as a slave, but as a dearly loved brother. Furthermore, Paul offer to repay any debt that might be outstanding because of Onesimus' running away, possibly having taken stolen goods with him. Almost as an afterthought, Paul mentioned the spiritual debt that Philemon owed to the apostle, implying that Paul had been involved in him coming to Christ. Thus, Paul anticipated that Philemon would do the right thing by receiving Onesimus as a Christian brother. So before closing with greetings to Philemon from, from several who were with Paul during his imprisonment, Paul mentioned the possibility of a future visit with Philemon for which he would need he told Philemon, I would need you to prepare a guest room for me. This section of scripture is divided into three sets of verses. The first set begins with verse 8 and reads through verse 12. And as I read that, notice the triangle of relationships that are referred to in this passage. 
Verse 8, therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than it is it is as none other than Paul, an old man, now also a prisoner of Christ, that I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. Looking at one of the study Bibles, the ESV study Bible notes, uh, we see that phrase, to command you, Paul chooses not to demand anything of Philemon, but to appeal to him on the basis of love. You see the word bold, which suggests frankness or openness. He says, I want to be bold. I want to speak frankly about difficult matters. He refers to himself as an old man. Paul may have been 60 years old or older. Uh, he, he was a young man, 30 years old earlier, when as Saul of Tarsus, he supported the persecution of Stephen and other Christians. We see those accounts in Acts chapter 7. The name Onesimus literally means useful or profitable, and was frequently given to slaves. He is also mentioned in Colossians 4.9 as accompanying Tychicus uh, with the letter to the Colossians. And then the phrase, whose father I became, could mean I gave birth to him. Uh, Galatians 4.19 reads, my dear children, for whom I am again in the change of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. So where Paul employs the image of labor pains, uh, that descri- it's describing the spiritual birthing of Onesimus, helping him come to faith in Christ. You see, uh, useless and useful Uh, It's a play on words that describes the before and after of Onesimus' conversion. Before he was converted, he was useless. And now that he has received Christ, he is useful. By stealing from Philemon and running away, Onesimus had become useless to Philemon and to society. But having repented and he became obedient to Christ, Onesimus had now become useful both to Paul and to Philemon. This change particularly highlights the transforming power power of the gospel. Then you see the the words, my very heart. Uh, It's not a common word for heart, uh, cardia but instead it means literally internal organs, uh, especially the stomach and this intestines. It, it connotes a spirit of affection and intimacy and 
deep love. You know, we refer to something coming from deep within our heart, a feeling that's deep in our heart. And that's what Paul is saying. I have, I have an affection and intimacy, a deep love for this brother. Paul is not handling this situation as a detached arbitrator, but as one who's developed a fond affection for Onesimus. So note that Paul could have commanded Philemon uh, to bow to his spiritual authority, but instead Paul based his appeal on their relationship and on Onesimus' changed behavior. So I want to explain that Paul pointed to this new relationship that had taken precedence in his life. Uh, so we see the term fellow believers in Christ. Notice the in integrity. That integrity would compel Onesimus to return to Philemon voluntarily. Let me also point out that under Roman law, uh, there could have been severe consequences for Onesimus, but Paul appealed, applied pressure for Philemon to forgive his servant instead. So now, note how Onesimus' conversion uh, to faith made him useful to the gospel and to Paul. Usefulness is the key theme of Paul's letter here. And let me expand the same principle to every Christian whose life is transformed by Christ. We are all to be useful for the kingdom and for the cause of Christ. So what are some other examples of how God brought something positive out of what felt like a negative situation? Maybe you can think of circumstance where all around things look pretty bleak for you, but God made it to become a very positive things for you and for your family. The second section of scripture begins with verse 13 and goes to verse 16. Uh, as I read verses 13 and following, uh, track the points that Paul employed to persuade Philemon. So verse 13 reads, I would have liked to keep him, referring to Onesimus, with me so that he could take uh, your place in helping me while I am in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that my favor, uh, so that any favor you do would not seem forced, but would rather be voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever. So no longer as a slave when he comes back, but better than a slave. As a dear brother, he, he is very dear to me, even dearer to you but as a fellow man and a brother in, in, in the Lord. So let me encourage you also to consider why Paul refused to do anything without Philemon's 
consent. I mean, Paul could have made some of these choices, decisions for himself. So verse 13 reminds us that Paul, Paul's need for someone to assist him as a prisoner is greater than any need Philemon might have of this slave. Uh, he wants to keep Onesimus with him, Paul does, but he wants Philemon to make this decision for himself. So what you should, uh, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart. Second Corinthians 9, 7 says, each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So in sending back Onesimus, Paul demonstrates the kind of unselfish love that he wants Philemon to show in response. So in verse 14, we see the word favor. Paul uh, does not specify what uh, what he would have Philemon do. He, he keeps Onesimus, as, he could keep Onesimus as a slave and send him back to serve Paul. Uh, he could set Onesimus free and allow him to return as a freed man uh, with greater independence to serve Paul and the gospel. But verse 15 says he was separated from you. Paul de-emphasized the reason behind Onesimus's absence by using the passive voice, which encourages Philemon to take God as the agent and to attribute the absence to God's mysterious purposes. Uh, God intended it as separation for, for good so that they might be united forever. So in verse 16, you see the phrase, no longer a slave. You and I as Christians are no longer to regard others according to human categories. We, we could see that in 2 Corinthians 5, 16. So as brothers and sisters in Christ, Christians share a bond that transcends the legal master-slave relationship. So as believers in Christ, we become slaves to one another through love. And that tie binds us together, even beyond death and into the resurrection. So when a master is expected to treat a slave as a brother in Christ and as the representative of the Apostle Paul, uh, Philemon 17, the institution of slavery is subverted. So why was it important for Philemon to act on his own without Paul commanding the action. I think that would have shown his desire to be obedient to God's work and leadership in his life. We look now at the final section, verses 17 to 21. In these verses, we'll find the additional points of persuasion that Paul employed. Uh, it allows us to propose how these may have impacted 
Philemon. So in verse 17, Paul says, So if you consider me a partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back, not to mention that you owe me (laughs) your very self. I do wish, brother, that I may have uh, some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Verse 21 says, Confident of your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I ask. So consider with me how Paul's offer to repay Onesimus debt, which Onesimus was not in a position to repay, uh, how that might have impacted Philemon to see Paul paying his the, the debt of a slaver, slaver, slave. So as you would welcome me is a phrase in verse 17, Paul asked that Philemon accept Onesimus as Paul's emissary. Theirs is not a business partnership, but Paul has with Onesimus a spiritual partnership, which lasted until uh, he died. So charge it to me, verse 18, Paul makes no excuses for Onesimus. He he takes for granted uh, that Onesimus committed some offense, but does not name it to avoid uh, rubbing salt into the wound. So whatever it was, it cost Philemon uh, financially and brought dishonor to him. Paul remains a barrier to forgiveness with his promise to repay any damages for theft or for loss of services. There's an interesting phrase in verse 19 which says, with my own hand. Now, we, we already know Paul had some real difficulty with his vision. He usually used a scribe, but here in verse 19, he says, I write this with my own hand. Paul took the stylus from the secretary's hand to write this promissory, promissory note that legally assumes the debt. So Paul wanted the promise to pay that debt to be written in his own handwriting. So he legally assumes the debt. His offer models what Christ did for us uh, on a far greater scale. Paul takes upon himself the charge of Onesimus' legal indebtedness so that Philemon might forgive him of his debt. And then he reminds Philemon, you owe me your very self. One last moving reason for Paul, Philemon to grant Paul's request was, Paul reminds Philemon either that there was Uh, that he was converted under Paul's ministry, Philemon was, 
or that Paul brought the gospel to his area, and as a result, uh, he was he had a place to grow in Christ. So verse 20 mentions the word benefit. Uh, it's another play on the name Onesimus. You will benefit from him. He will be a blessing to you. So that phrase, in the Lord, we see in verse 20, Paul is interested not in how he might benefit materially, but in how the work of the Lord benefits. Paul exudes confidence that Philemon will grant his request, not because Philemon is a good man, though he was, but because he is in the Lord. Philemon lives a life in the Lord. Uh, So the Lord creates obedience uh, even more. Uh, It may allude to uh, freeing Onesimus, not just forgiving him. And so Paul uh, does the noble thing here. So let me make the point that every believer is indebted first and foremost to Jesus, but also to others in the faith. Uh, Just as each believer owes a debt they cannot pay, Jesus stepped in uh, as Paul did for Onesimus. So think about the applications of this lesson. Believers can encourage restoration between uh, the believers. That's an important role that we can play. Believers also are to view each other as members of the same family. So Paul considers Onesimus now a Christian as a member of his family and as a member of Philemon's family. And the third thing we see here is that believers are to welcome each other, uh, believers as a result of shared faith. Uh, we're to welcome other believers as a result of shared faith. And so because we all have faith in Christ, we welcome one another. So spend a few minutes um, in the days ahead in reflective prayer, asking God if you need to intervene in a way uh, to in a sticky situation, maybe God will use you in a, uh, a relationship that's uh, that's not going all that well, or maybe a relationship between two other individuals that's not going well. So as we uh, <clears throat> close our time, um, pray prayers of thanksgiving. Uh, this is the week of thanksgiving. Uh, thanksgiving for God making a way of reconciliation through His Son, Jesus Christ. We have much to be thankful for. Pray with me. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to study a word, to see how when Onesimus became a Christian, his relationship uh, with Philemon changed. It changed who he was. It changed his appearance. It made a difference in him. And I pray that you would send out your spirit in our life and make changes that need to be made in our lives as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.